Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. Well, we're delighted to have our next guest with us, and uh, I should let you know that we have a guest co-host today. That is uh, Laura Cabral Fink, and you can find her on Instagram, which all the kids are doing, at Laura, that's L-A-U-R-A, Cabral, C-A-B-R-A-L, Fink, F-I-N-K, and uh, follow her there, but also uh, reach out to her because she's an extraordinary coach in the greater tri-state area, meaning the wilds of New Jersey. Say hello, Laura. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Christopher. Thank you for being with us today. And uh, our next guest is a PCC and an MPMC. I know that, uh, Laura, one of the things that we're aware of is that uh, perhaps the fastest growing, if not uh, if not the fastest growing, a hugely growing area of coaching lately is medical coaching. And I, for one, don't know that much about it. So Sherry Ben-Arzi is a medical coach, master trainer, a coaching supervisor, a workshop facilitator, also among her <laughs> credentials are NLP master practitioner. So she may have already got us in her Svengali-like power and an international mm-hmm. lecturer on the subject. She's the founder and co-CEO of MCI, Medical Coaching Institute, and is, as I said, a medical coaching master trainer. We're delighted to welcome uh, her uh, to our microphone. She's also a member of the ICF Ireland chapter and has received the Medical Coach of the Year Award in 2016. Hello, Sherry. Hello, both of you. It's a pleasure Hi, to Sherry. be here. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Nice had. to meet you. Um, Sherry, look around outside. Where do you find yourself today? I am in the outskirts of Tel Aviv, Israel. And it's a really, really hot day today. <laughs> I, I believe you. And uh, how is it that you're an Irish uh, member of the uh, how does how does that whole work? Where do you live? Where is your home base? What do you do? Well, my home base is in Israel at the moment, and I've been a member of the ICF for many, many years. And uh, about two years ago, uh, the Irish chapter, we really welcomed uh, both myself and my students and, and, and MCI as a whole uh, with such a warm embrace uh, and such a nurturing and loving attitude that I decided... Um, to become a member. That's so I'm, st- I'm still active in uh, coaching organizations in Israel, but at the moment I'm a member of, and proud to be a member of the ICF uh, Irish chapter. Truly a global citizen. All right. Yeah. Laura, what questions do you have about medical coaching? I would just love to learn more about it. What is it? Well, medical coaching, first of all, is coaching. Um, and it's a process which enables our clients um, to help, well, it's a, it's a process that enables us to help our clients develop emotional and mental resilience skills in a medical crisis, which can be acute or chronic or a challenge. So different clients will define it in different ways. Some people say, this is a medical challenge, I'm not sick. And some clients will say, well, this is an illness, it's a chronic illness, it is what it is. So however the client chooses to, to define this. All right. So one of the things that I'm aware of, I'm so sorry about the sound effects today. Mm. One of the things I'm aware of is that in 
any medical issue, there are often people who are not directly the patient who are intimately involved and deeply affected by it. In other mm-hmm. words, there's family members, there's caregivers, there's um, you know uh, spouses and and uh, business associates and like that. Is medical coaching something that reaches to them, or are we talking mostly about um, coaching just an identified patient? Well, medical coaching reaches to everybody that feels affected, and in medical coaching, we say, well, we're not the only ones that say that. Um, an illness happens to a family, not just to a person, or a medical crisis happens to a family. There's a ripple effect. It affects the relationship with the spouse and the way you parent and your relationship with your friends and your work. And um, this week is International Nursing Week, Nurses the Week. And we have a lot of clients that are actually nurses that come to get medical coaching because they suffer from chronic fatigue and chronic um, stress and compassion fatigue. And, and they are affected as well. They are caregivers, just like family caregivers. Wow. So, and, is, and so the coaching can extend to these people as well. What is, what is the differentiation from, say, regular life coaching training? What, what additional skills do you have? Does it, is it uh, uh, an entirely different skill set that you're using? Well, in order to be a medical coach, you have to be a life coach first. Ah. Um, so, so it's an advanced training, and it adds an additional set of skills. So the medical coaching approach is a, is a process-oriented model and not a goal-oriented model. So we don't ask the client, what is your desired outcome today? We look long-term. What is your vision of health? Who do you want to be beyond the circumstances of this crisis or illness? And there are certain things that are unique of, of this type of coaching. And the first thing is that our clients don't choose to go on this journey. You know how in life coaching we have clients and they really, really want this change? You know, they want to get there. And then right. they come to us because they want us to help them to get there. With medical coaching, our clients don't want to go on that journey. The journey chose them. They would rather not have to deal with it at all or not have to go on that journey. Right. So it's a different kind of um, energy. They come to us with this thing that invaded their lives. And, and then they say, okay, so help me. And then we ask, okay, clients, so what do you want? And they say, I don't know. I don't want to be sick. I don't want right. to die. I don't want to be in pain. They can usually articulate what they don't want, which means we need additional skills and tools to kind of take all of that, which comes bundled up with a lot of emotions, and extract a coachable goal out of it. Mm. That's really, yeah, I'm, I'm aware now of the amount of emotion involved. Um. Mm-hmm. Laura, what questions do you have about about this sort of ripple effect of of medical coaching? Well, first of all, I want to say that that's so powerful to give people that are suffering in whatever chronic pain or issue or illness or disease a choice is what I'm hearing, a choice of how they will move forward. A choice in vision. And And it it resonates a lot with the life coaching. That's why now I'm seeing the connection with you still have to be the life coach as a basis because that's really what we do. We give people more choices than what they think they have. 
Yeah. And we expand the awareness and we bring in a lot of perspectives. And, and, and in order to, you know, to kind of support this uh, slow and quiet revolution in the medical field that is going towards a more patient-centered medicine, we come from our side and basically help our client realize what it means for them as a patient to show up in the space, make requests, bring, you know, honor their values, make choices, and, and also look at health not just as the opposite of illness, but as a state of mind, as a state of being. So it's more so, education so, as well. It's education it's, and it's awareness. The education is more around awareness about what's possible for you and what would you like and how does this resonate and how is this aligned with everything else in your life and what can you take from your life before this illness crisis that can apply now there's a need to create a new normal there's a need to look at the story about who I am who, who was I and who am I now am I a completely different person usually not mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think that um when I think about this, one of the things that I'm most aware of, I, I, I've had the privilege of coaching some people, and as often happens when people are at an advanced stage of their career, they often are surprised with a diagnosis. And yeah. one of the first questions I have asked, and this is maybe telling too much from my, my side of the street, is when you know a C-suite executive comes to me and says, listen, I went to the doctor and I got bad news. My first coaching question is, okay, I'm going to ask you to choose now. Live or die? And they're often taken aback. Is that too rude of a question? You know, how dare you? That sort of thing. But fundamentally, I'm intending in that question to sort of put them at choice for what happens next and to focus that vision is there a is in your opinion is that too abrupt is there some way that you sort of presence the same uh fundamental question with a a little more politesse or tact Mm -hmm. well i i i reframe it in a different way and there's a question i ask before that Mm. actually two the first is um asking so what does that mean for you and, it, and, and the same diagnosis will mean different things for different clients. Mm. And the second question is, what do you want? And again, for the same diagnosis, same medical condition, you will get different answers from different questions, from different clients. And I guess the, 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 answer, the question of live or die, um, when you put it like that, sometimes for people it's, it's survive versus versus die it's win the fight versus lose the fight the polarity here can be too extreme and some people are just you know they don't know yet they want to find that place in between so um i the perspective i usually kind of offer is um is around being alive okay which is a survival staying alive or living mm. and living has to do with the fulfillment beautiful and you and, and, you know, medical coaching also works with end-of-life issues. And we still ask there, you know, whether it's two years, two weeks, or two days, do you want to stay alive for this period of time or do you want to live? What does that mean for you? Beautiful. Thank you. I love that, too. And it's different from yeah. hospice care. Hospice is getting ready to die. 
And I see an opportunity mm -hmm. here to choosing how you want to have the yeah. end of life discussion. Yeah. So much and how you want to live until you mm -hmm. die. So mm -hmm. the choice here, you're so right. The element of choice here is so powerful. And this is exactly what differentiates this from hospice. Beautiful. I, uh, Laura and I have a colleague who, and a dear friend who has recently, and completely unfairly, she's a, a beautiful young woman, uh, mm -hmm. in the literally in the prime of her life, I think 20-something, mm -hmm. and she's just uh, been given a diagnosis that is, a, I think, a lifelong condition that requires mm -hmm. a lot of attention and will be degenerative over time. What recommendations do you have when you when you encounter this sort of situation? Um, how I, I guess I guess selfishly I want to know how we can best support this person, but also I imagine you run into this quite a bit, right? The the lifelong diagnosis, the long term yeah. chronic illness, and what's how is that distinct from what we're talking about, which is more like sort of end of life issues? Yeah. Well, I guess. Um with chronic illnesses, um, the the challenges are different, and the drama is different. And um, what we have here is a few more elements that usually we don't have, um, or we have in a different way in end of life issues or acute conditions. Like acute condition can be um, got a bit of heart attack or car accident or injury. You know, it's it's relatively short term, and there's there's a deadline to it. You know, right. when you're stepping out. Here, it's a different challenge because the, the element of loss is different. In a way, I have lost the person I was before the diagnosis, mm -hmm. uh, and I need to take time to learn who I am. And this, and this is on many levels. Um, um, there are some dreams that I won't be able to fulfill, and I need to look into new ones. Uh, there's a change in terms of my abilities. Some of the abilities are lost. There's this new bunch of people, the medical team, they're a part of my life. And you know what? Sometimes these are people I wouldn't have a cup of coffee with. <laughs> and they just parachuted into my life and, I, and they're dealing with me and they're touching me. And, you know, and I need to get like, intimate with them. It's not easy. And there's, there's a power shift. If I'm in a relationship with a spouse, all of a sudden I am more, I am more in need of help. So what does that mean in terms of the relationship? Does my spouse, spouse need to be my nurse now? Mm -hmm. What happens in terms of parenting? What about work? What happens if I can't carry the same load that I did until now? Right. How do I identify? So there's a need to take the time and reassess and understand what is the new normal. Now, with a debilitating illness, sometimes this, sometimes this new normal changes all the time as you lose abilities. For instance, in an illness like MS, okay, or other illnesses that, you know, the body keeps changing. So there's an ongoing element of loss. Um, there's a need to do some, to, to get some crisis management skills. Mm -hmm. What do I do in case of pain? How do I learn to identify the symptoms in my body? There's a question of adherence, and adherence is completely different in compliance to completely different approaches. So I would say that, first of all, I always say take a sabbatical. Take a sabbatical to get to know life and get to know yourself. Okay, Take some time off. And the first thing is to identify what you need and what you want. Mm -hmm. Need is about survival. It's about staying alive. Want is about living. What do I need in order to thrive? And through that, we start looking at relationship and, and, and we start looking at 
you know, boundaries, which are very important, and requests. So as her friends, I would say um, encourage her to tell you what she needs. Don't assume, because she is learning that. So just be supportive and be very, very patient. Beautiful. And keep asking, what do you need? Beautiful. Laura, what questions do you have around the training involved in becoming a medical coach and maybe some of the pitfalls? Yeah, that's a, I would really love to learn about the training because I heard in your response where I would have stopped as a life coach with Mm -hmm. her and where you could pick up Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a clear picture. Um, So I'd love to learn about the training and I'd also love to learn of how well it's accepted in the medical world who the medical world is not always so um, quick to accept (laughs) different models, especially in the States. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, so let me start. What what should I start with the training or with the medical? Yeah, the training. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. I'm so excited. Um, I'm asking so many questions. So this training is open for for two groups of students. It's mostly open for coaches. If you want to be a, a, an accredited medical coach, you need to be a life coach before. And I believe that the world doesn't need another basic training. There are fabulous, amazing, wonderful schools out there. So that's why I'm not teaching the basic uh, coaching. Um, and um, there are some prerequisites. You have to be a practicing coach at least a year. You have to be over the age of 35, so over the age of 30. There's something around experiencing life and maturity, and I, and I have respect for all the amazing coaches that are younger than 30. <laughs> no disrespect here. Um, but, but this is um, this is a field for, for brave coaches. Um, there's a lot of uh, intensity going on because of the emotions and because of the content. So the training is uh, an advanced training, um, and it's um, it's 15 lessons. Most of our program, the, the majority of our program now is online. So it's 15 lessons. You get it on video, um, and you get a mentor that takes step by step with you. And there's a community that you practice with. So there's a lot of homework. Uh, there's a lot of investment in terms of time. So uh, everything that you learn in theory and in practice, you have to try on yourself. You have to be a client to experience it. And you also have to work with it as a coach. Um, and you have to work with another student. So don't practice on existing clients. That's not fair. Um, and after that first part of the training is done, um, you, you we have uh, an additional code of ethics which is uh, an an appendix to the ICF Code of Ethics because there's certain issues that we come across, ethical issues that life coaches and executive coaches don't come across. One of them is the issue of of medical information. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, we are sometimes exposed to information that is protected by privilege, but we can also only offer confidentiality. What do you do with that? Mm -hmm. After that, you go into an internship. And the internship is 30 coaching hours between two to five coaching with a super client, sorry, with a supervisor. Um, and then if you complete both, uh, both parts, you become an accredited medical coach. Beautiful. And the website is medical-coaching-institute.com. Uh, yes. And is it something you can join any time or do programs start at certain times during the year? Well, we have both. 
if you want to learn with a group, you can wait for a program. But what we say, don't wait for a group. Um, just join and you'll get a mentor. Um, there's a strong community that will wrap you, you know, hug you. Um, and and if, if you feel this is your calling and this is your passion, just come on board. We do have another program which is called uh, the Medical Coaching Learning Community, which is open. It's an international program once a month um, that we do with ICF Ireland. Um, and these are once a month web uh, webinars with amazing, amazing coaches from you know all walks of life and um, and in this uh, on this platform the members are mostly coaches but also healthcare providers and everybody that's interested in this field and they don't know if they want to fully commit to a full training mm -hmm. um, but they're curious about this um, just join so you'll find all the details on our website and for every webinar you get uh, CCUs from ICF Ireland, so that's cool. Wonderful. <clears throat> and I want to uh, admit something here now publicly that uh, Laura knows that I will join that call just to hear the Irish accents. I will. <laughs> I, I'll be on there. For, I'll get the CCEUs, but I'll be there for the accents. All right. You'll get a lot of that. <laughs> and all of that information, again, is on the website, which is medical-coaching-institute.com. Yes. Um, we've got about... Uh, Four minutes. I want to make sure that we get some uh, some fair representation here. Laura, do you have a direction you want to go? I do want to know how well it's accepted in the medical world, mm. or is it accepted? Well, it is accepted, but interest in different ways. It really depends on the culture. So, um, for instance, um, in in Argentina, we have a lot of support from endocrinologists working with diabetes. Uh, in Israel, we get a lot of support from nurses and GPs. In England, we have a group of five coaches working inside an oncology ward in a hospital outside London, um, and we have some. Um, and we had coaches working in a clinic in Istanbul, an oncology clinic in Istanbul. The thing is that you know we are very clear about what we do and where our place is. We don't. We the first, you know, the first uh, circle of support is the medical team. And only after that comes the medical coach, and we address the rehabilitation, the emotional and mental rehabilitation. And what we find is that slowly we have more and more healthcare providers coming to receive medical coaches coaching, and we have more and more medical providers, doctors and nurses, referring clients worldwide to medical coaching. We have a lot of our coaches. Um, we have over 300 coaches around the world today. Many of them are collaborating with clinics and doctors and, and healthcare providers. Totally. I can really see it. I, this is honestly the first time that I've heard about this, and it's fascinating. Thank okay, you. one more question about the training. Does a training have, do you need to know medical issues? Not at all. Not at all. Because you're not there uh, in, a, in a medical capacity. So you don't take, um, you don't need to know about the diagnosis. What you need to ask the client is, what does it mean for you? So we don't need to be doctors. We, ha we do, however, have a, a, a growing group of doctors that have studied coaching in order to become medical coaches. We have one doctor in Turkey that completed a training last week, and she went to study basic coaching just to get to this training. Uh, I think it's more challenging for them because they need to find a way to take off the, the medicine hat 
and put on the coaching hat. So it's a bit more challenging for them, but, but you don't need to be a doctor and you don't need previous knowledge in medicine because that's not, not, sorry, that's not what we do. Beautiful. Where our time has flown by. We're down to about a minute left, and I want to give that minute to you. Sherry Benazarzi, forgive me, Sherry Benazarzi, uh, what would you <laughs> like to leave uh, twenty-five or 30,000 coaches with today? What would, what's a parting thought or a parting shot you'd like to give us? Wow. Um, I, I would really, what I'd like to say is that this is not um, a unique niche as it seems. If you think about it, you know more sick people than you do, let's say, executives. Mm. Um, And I think that this is something that helps you, helps us coaches make the world a better place. And it is truly a calling. So if you're interested, if this resonates, check us out. Beautiful. Yes? (laughs) That's it. I was just going to say, you know, drop me a line. Very good. (laughs) Again, the website is medical-coaching-institute. We thank you so much for the important work that you're doing in the world and for being with us today. I also want to... Thank you for having me. It's thank a, you so much. It's a privilege. Thanks for making it work from where you are. <laughs> Thanks, and of, and, of course, Laura, you can find out more by going to Instagram and check out Laura Cabral, C-A-B-R-A-L, Fink, F-I-N-K. And me, my name is Christopher McAuliffe. I will be with you here each and every week, bringing people out on the cutting edge of coaching, things you need to know, and things that are just plain interesting. You're listening to The Coaching Show here on WSRadio.com and wherever fine podcasts are available. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Your search for the right office furniture will be done when you walk into Shore for sure. In our 46,000 square foot warehouse, you are sure to find the right new or used desk and chair for your home and office. Trusted for over 40 years, Shore is proven to provide great value, quality, and service. From free space planning to our white glove delivery service, you are sure to leave happy and satisfied. We're a family-owned business that will treat you like family for sure. Sable Español. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. 
The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol, and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover-free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past. 